Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Value Inspiration Podcast. My name is Ton Dobbe, and I'm the founder of Value Inspiration. The purpose of my company is to help business software companies rethink what can be to become remarkable again. The goal that I have in this podcast is to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential that we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. So my strong belief is that we can think big and therefore we should. And doing so will help to create a better world for all of us. And this podcast is all about that. The guest on my podcast this week is Ronit Zehavi, CEO of HiBob. The shift that we are tracking right now, this is the opportunity. There's a new type of employee, a new, a new type of relationship between employers and, and employee that will drive this market going forward. They are bringing with them a new mindset, new values, new behavior that did not exist before. So we think the future it requires a new approach, a new architecture that will be in line with those ongoing changes. We believe the future is all about system of relationship. So the focus is the employee. The focus is the tribe, the employee and the team, the small groups within the company. So the notion of we are one big family of 800 employees is fake news. And it's all about the small teams and the tribe. This is Ronnie. Ronnie has over 25 years of experience in multinational high-tech companies. Prior to setting up HiBob, he was an entrepreneur in residence at the Silicon Valley-based Bessemer Venture Partners. He's the strategic advisor and co-founder of Team 8 Cybersecurity, a powerhouse developing disruptive tech in the cybersecurity space. Ronnie was also the co-founder and CEO of Contendo, a content delivery network which in 2012 just four years after it was founded, was acquired by Akamai in a 300 million deal. Ronnie has a Bachelor of Arts in History and Educational Management from the Tel Aviv University and a Master of Arts in Organizational Sociology from the Bar Ilan University. I got intrigued with the big idea behind Heibel and in particular its fresh approach to HR to manage a typical employee of today and hence I invited Ronnie to my podcast. We explore what is broken around the approach of the HR systems we've become used to over the past decades and why that approach won't work any longer if you want to grow your business and the impact of today's workforce. By listening to this podcast, you will learn three things. Firstly, why creating a clear vision about the change you want to make to the world is essential to making the right product decisions. Secondly, that to leverage your success, it's essential to get very clear who's it for and who's it not for. And thirdly, that maximum value is created if you home in on the unique DNA of your customer with your solution, i.e. strengthen their core strength. So Ronnie, thank you for being a guest on my podcast today and making the time available in your busy schedule. But before we start, it's always interesting for my audience to know a little bit more about 
what drives you and how this all started with your company. So can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Good. So the company was founded three and a half years ago. Okay. We are 140 people in three offices, Tel Aviv, London, and New York, funded by T1 investors, such as Bessemer Venture Partners, Battery Venture Partners, and Fidelity. Uh, we raised $45 million in our Series A. It's a sizable amount of money for an early stage company. We went live about two and a half years ago, and we are serving close to 500 customers. Most of them are global companies, meaning that they have operations in more than one country. They are all fast-growing companies, and the common denominator for all of them is that they, they put the people first. It means that they care about their number one asset and their this is their employees. Beyond that, I think the, this market is amazing. And I've built companies before. HiBob is my third company. So the, the previous one were very successful. And I think what's unique about this opportunity is the following. Number one, this is a huge market. When I say huge, it's close to endless market. The, sure. the, the opportunity is, is enormous. Because every business, and I'm, I'm only talking about the sweet spot of the clients we, we go after, you know, it's anywhere between 50 employees to, let's say, 2,000 employees. So this is the small to medium-sized customers. This market is huge. So in the U.S., there are 12 million employers, yeah. 12 million employers only in the U.S., and this is a market that was, was invented many years ago. But if, I think by explaining how the market evolved and what are the new challenges or opportunities, because if you are a tech entrepreneur, you basically, your job is to translate challenges to opportunities. Exactly. And, and I would say that if you look at the way the market was structured let's say, 30, 40 years ago. So it was the human capital management, the HIS, started as a, as a system of record. Yes, so exactly. if you take ADP as an example. So the purpose was to track employee record, to do payroll, you know, the, the, the basic or the back office stuff. And the title of HR was manpower manager. Just call it as simple as it is, manpower. So when I started my career, People were called manpower managers. Yeah, true. Then the platform, or they were on-prem, no cloud, obviously, and it was structured and architected in a top-down. So whatever you need to do in order to make uh, to to process payroll, that was the main initiative for um, you know system of record. Then I think from the late '90s, beginning of this century. It, is, it shifted from system of record to system of resources. Mm-hmm. And a good example is uh, SAP SuccessFactors, Oracle, Workday, and the other payroll providers. And what they did is they built hundreds of tools to help HR automate their stuff. Yeah. So think about processes, obviously payroll, but you know, performance review, time tracking, and the title of HR shifted from manpower manager to human resources manager or human capital manager. And the main focus for those systems were 
was the HR, the administrator, either in uh, you know, HR or finance, those who are responsible for um, operating and streamlining the things related to people management and automate tools. But it was, again, top-down. It was the one-fits-all. So no flexibility. Here is the platform. Starts here, ends here. You deal with it. And very strict. Now, when we look at the next coming years, and when I say next coming years, to me, the shift that we are tracking right now, this is the opportunity. I think it will take another 10 to 15 years to, it just begun. And the main, is, the main reason is that the, there's a new type of employee, a new, a new type of relationship between employers and, and employee that will drive this market going forward. So call them the Y generation, millennials, call them the Z generation. These guys will dominate workplace you know, in the next coming years. So by 2020, in a year from now, they're going to be more than 50% of the workforce. By 2025, almost 80% of the workforce. And they're going to be the C-level and the managers. So they are bringing with them a new mindset, new values, new behavior that did not exist before. And they would expect to have the same experience they they grew up with as individuals, as consumers, to see it happening at work. So think about work-life balance. Think about the gig economy. Think about retention, you know, the fact that they leave companies after a year and a half. Think about the impatience about promotion. Think about, you know, they want to bring their pet with them to work. Think about remote office. Think about it's not the, the nine to five. You, you work wherever you are. So all those things that did not change for decades are changing now and will change in the next coming years. And it will change completely the way people work. So we think the future it requires a new approach, a new architecture that will be in line with those ongoing changes. So still, companies will recognize that employees are the number one asset. So if you want to grow your business and you are a tech company or a media company or an agency or a law firm or engineering company, it's all about the people you hire and it's all about the people you retain. So hiring the right people and retaining your employees is probably the number one topic for any manager. And it's not only the issue for a job. So we believe the future that started as, you know, started as system of record, moved to system of resources. We believe the future is all about system of relationship. So the focus is the employee. The focus is the tribe, the employee and the team, the small groups within the company. So the notion of we are one big family of 800 employees is fake news. And it's all about the small teams and the tribe. So the innovation that Hybo brings to the table is around the fact that we build everything around the line manager and the employee. Yes, we are serving HR. Yes, we are serving the C-suite, but it's all about the employee. So it is a people-centric platform. We enable employees, managers, and HR to communicate, to engage. So it is, the focus is the line, uh, the line managers, the C-suite, 
And it's all about a person, an individual. You are not an ID record. You are not a boxing object. You are a person that involves you at home plus you at work. And they are all combined. And you are part of, of a tribe. Yep. And the approach is supposed to be bottom up, not top down. Yeah, the approach person. has to be personalized, social, agile, to be able, because different, each people have different philosophies about the way they manage people. So the system has to be agile enough to digest itself to different customers' need. Amazing UI and UX. So yeah. it's all about consumerization. So if it's not beautiful to the eye, if it's not intuitive, if you don't get it in the first second, like you do it on Instagram or you do it on, on Slack, then game over. So it cannot be the very heavy you know, system like Oracle, like Workday, like the payroll providers. It's, it has to be enjoyable platform. So that's exactly what we build. We build people management platform, platform that help companies grow the people, you know, for companies who are putting their people first. And it's all about the experience of the employee in the tribe. Now, if you think about retention, yeah. if you're happy with your, with your team, if you're happy with the 10, 15 people that you regularly interact with, if your manager has more tools that for decades were only belonged to the HR, you didn't have any access to it, yeah. then you are a better manager and you are a happier employee. And this is how you drive retention. So it's not only about throwing money. It's not only about you know, benefits. It's about empowering the relationships and the engagement between employees, their managers. And when I say the manager, it includes the CEO because if I'm a CEO of 500 employees and I need to pay attention to the irreplaceable employees, so how do I know who are the 50 or 60 people in my company that are, the, if they leave the company, have a problem? How do I get all the information, all the insights, the prediction, the flight risk indication to see that they are happy with me? This is me as a CEO because I cannot manage all the 500 people. Same goes for site managers, for head of departments, etc. We see this as a huge opportunity. And we would like to dominate this market. We would like to be the number one, the leader within the M category. M is, you know, in the SMB, the medium, the yep. fast-growing companies. And what work they built two decades ago for enterprise, we want to build the same solution for fast-growing companies. Well, I mean, I, I can definitely hear where you have your passion. So that's that's. That's perfect. And I, I agree with you. I mean, I've been in this market long enough to concur with what you're saying. Systems of records have been, along, have been around for too long and actually are still around pretty much also with the leaders in the HR space. They are still designed the systems of records. And, and that's where a big issue is. I mean, they've, when these vendors created their solutions and said, okay, this is new. What was new was it's in the cloud rather than on-premise but not, nothing from a how does an organization work and how does an organization moving forward. So what do you believe is the essential difference between a systems of record and a systems of relationships? Yeah, so I think three, maybe four issues, topics. One, we, you know, we, we do all in one. So 
unlike the best of breed where you focus only on one module, for example, only performance, only uh, surveys, only uh, time tracking, we do everything because we believe that the data is, and the fact that you are, you see a whole overview about the employee is important. So only one is the architecture. And the approach that we took was, let's partner, let's integrate with other systems within the company. So we have an amazing implementation and integration with Slack. We have a great integration with ATS companies. So you don't need to build everything in the ecosystem, but if you want to be the source of truth, if you want to be the quarterback for the business, then this is, this is the key. And then the three value proposition that really working for us in, the, in you know, winning uh, almost 500 customers in two and a half years, yeah. a huge accomplishment True. is around the following. Number one is employee experience, the best in the industry. You go on board, you feel like you're on Instagram. It's, you have the Instagram as the front end and Workday as the back end and you don't feel the difference. Yeah. So amazing UI, amazing UX, a beautiful to the eyes platform, simple, intuitive. You understand what you need to do and straightforward. And you see it because people get emotional about Bob. That's why we call it Bob. Because you feel like Bob is part of your team. Ask Bob. Bob can help me. Versus heavy legacy platform. Number two is agile because Companies are changing the structures. Unlike companies with uh, you know, 7,000 employees growing to 8,000 employees, no big change. But companies growing from 300 employees to 800 employees, this is a totally different company. Let me make a small interruption here. Ronnie just made an excellent remark about how he is strategically segmenting the market to ensure he can deliver remarkable value with his solution. He's very clear about who is it for and who is it not for. And stay tuned for more entrepreneurial insights from him in the remainder of this interview. But that said, if you want to get some fresh guidance about how you can strategically segment the market or even create a new category around your solution, just drop me an email at ton.dobby at valueinspiration.com. Back to the interview. So it has to be able to, you know, go and to adjust itself and number three, and you would agree with me, it's all about data. Yeah. If you and HR is a gold mine, you know everything about the employee. Obviously, you're not allowed to share the information outside of the company, but you can build a lot of insights True. about 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 the company. So, for example, companies who think about when you ask companies, so explain to me how your company works. Then you think about an org chart, who reports to whom. This is the 90s. Trip. The only way to do it is ONA, the Organization Network Analysis, which is part of Bob. And you map the relationship within the company. So who is connected to whom? Who are the most influencers? Who are the mentors? Who are the problem solvers? Who are the bottlenecks? So only, and these are all different questions for productivity, for engagement. If you have an easy system that can map those interaction system of relationship, yeah. then, then this is the future. I want to see it. <laughs>
So, I mean, I, but it's interesting. You said 500 customers, two and a half years time, they're fast growing companies, put people first. I mean, I, I believe that that's a different way of segmenting the market. And I, I do indeed see a category that is moving like that. What you typically, what I also saw when I started my own company and looking at the trends in the market is that organizations get from very fat hierarchies, get super, super thin and then flat. So like you say, they're working like tribes. They're working in, in smaller groups, more project oriented. That is what the product is built around. We call it dynamic steam and continuous feedback. I think these two examples emphasizes the, the changes. So teams are combination of on balance sheet, contractors, part-timers, any changes from one project to another. And the continuous feedback is basically says that, you know, the annual ceremony that you get together with your manager to review your performance, yeah. this is over. It's annoying. It's a waste of time. It's all about developing tools for people to interact and yeah. to share feedback one with each other. Think about social, social media in a way, but for organization. So Slack can be the operating system for people to collaborate. Yeah. But if you integrate that to HR tools, then you have an amazing synergy between HR and collaboration tools. So it's all about the synergies between those, those elements. I can understand that. So looking at, looking at it from, a, you said architecture is key here, data is key. What do you believe is the one thing or maybe the two or three things that you did that, that were really yeah, making this a, a next generation HR system? Number one was, oh, by the way, we did a lot of mistakes. Good. Um, <laughs> the big mistake that we underestimated how difficult it is to build. I, you know, we came fresh, not from the market, and we say, yeah, let's build it. And only after you understand this is so complex thing to build. Yeah. So we did a lot of mistakes. But let me tell you about, I think, the, the, the breakthrough moments. Okay. I think building a, a B2B platform, B2B2C, okay, and understanding that uh, we need to hire consumer designers and consumer developers to build an employee-centric system of relationship was really innovative. So whatever we do, we think about the employee experience. We think about how easy it is for everybody in the company, from the CEO to the line manager, to use those tools because there are hundreds or even thousands of tools out there, but they are very complex. Sure. They, are, they are very heavy. And they were designed to automate things for HR and finance. They were not designed to make it fun, easy, insightful for every other people in the company, obviously with different permissions. So I think this approach put us in a way that we believe we are you know, ahead, of, ahead of the market. Let me, can I share with you a short video? Yes, but this is a podcast. It's, it's an audio podcast. So I'm not oh, going to record do anything with the video so, part. So if, if I quote Josh Berzin, he's probably the, yeah, the, I know, I know he's the HR guru. So we met him. We presented the platform. And I'm quoting what he said, guys, you are, you are building the right thing. This is the future. 
And he came with the idea, don't call it HRIS, call it people management platform that does HR as well. So it's not only about HR, it's about people. It's not only about automating processes for HR managers, it is about the experience, the employee experience, you know, within the teams for the individuals. Yeah. This is number one. We asked me about the innovation. I think the second thing is the data. So we thought from day one that what can we do in order to find ourselves in the future being able to provide insights? So think about box, think about BI. So we have a BI team within, within the company, our engineering team, and they're building their tools and insights for managers, for employees, to better understand what's happening around them. For example, let me give you a, a good example. Hiring is a big agenda for any company, right? Hiring people. So, and then it evolves. So it's not only about hiring people, it's about hiring the right people for your company. So companies investing a lot in sourcing the right candidates. So what is the the right profile to source candidates? And we took it one step further. And we basically say, when you start the journey of hiring somebody to your company or even hiring the right person, we said, let's find the right talent for your company. So... What is the common denominator? What are the main characteristics of your... Think about the business with the 700 employees. So let's say about 100 people in the company are, you know, the uh, heavy lifters, you know, the uh, irreplaceable, the, one, the, the A players. Yeah. So let's analyze, are there any things in common between those guys? For example, they graduated the same college. They lived in the office. They are singles. They like to bring the dog. I mean, there's so many things that you can capture and you do the reverse engineering and come up with, it's not science, but in your company, this is the, the profile of people in, you know, to be extremely successful. So you're doing probably something right for those guys. Yeah. So let's dig more and come up with profiles. Or maybe... Maybe you're not happy and it's all about diversity and inclusion. So how you fix it? So only by analyzing the data and correlating the data between other aspects, like how many kudos you get in the system? What is your performance of you? Are you active in surveys? Yes or no? You know, responding to surveys. Then all those indicators, what is your attendees patterns? So all those indicators help us coming up with insights that we can share with managers in the company. That's an interesting, an interesting angle. And I mean, too often it's data is completely out of the equation when it comes to, well, to those type of processes. You just go and do the same thing. It's, this is the profile, hire a new one. So very good. And I mean, with, yeah. with the approach. And you understand that, you know, it is different. One company has a different DNA from another company. So sure. what, is, what is the unique recipe for your company? Exactly. That's where, where you start to grow something, yeah, something even bigger. And that's where, where you create fast-growing companies. So when you launched the, the, the product two and a half years ago, what do you believe was the most important thing in the launch that, that made, made it, well, that created your, your momentum in the marketplace? 
we did not understand the change. So only once we engaged with customers, we understood, and we saw it by ourselves as an employer. You know, we have people as well, and yeah. we, are, we have colleagues around us. The changes I was talking about at the beginning, the new type of employee, the new type of psychological agreement between employers and employees is changing. We did not understood how, you know, that it is happening and the impact on the way people behave at work. And the current systems that we are all familiar with, they were not designed to the way people work today. True, true. Well, I mean, you can, do, you can effectively do what, what, is, what needs to be done, but it's not going to help the company to sustain. Yeah, it, 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 you tick the box as a system of record, yeah. but, but our kids and, you know, and the Y and the Z generation, for them, if it's not personalized, if it's not amazing to use, if it's not data-driven, because this is how they, they manage their life, then it will be not relevant. And if it's not relevant, they will not engage, and it will be like yet another tool. Yeah, that's true. So from well, being sort of an out, an outlier in the HR or the well, the people management systems, what do you believe is the secret to be remarkable in your marketplace as a company? You need to be passionate about what you do, and we are. Check. <laughs> uh, you need to understand the landscape and come up with open mind you know, think out of the box. So I think the fact that we did not have a background, you know, I did not spend my entire career as HR. So you see not only the trees, you kind of see the forest, True. the big picture. Yeah. Number three, you need to have a lot of capital because it requires a lot of investment in engineering and yeah. product and go to market. So True. it's not a good stuff. This is... Bamboo HR is, a, is an exception, the way they build the company. It's about raising capital and, and investing the capital in the right thing. And, and to me, you know, I've done a few startups in my career. The big challenge for entrepreneur is what not to do. Because there are so many things you want to do. You need to be focused on, on the right things for your vision, for your customers, and I think we're doing it. We are doing that as well, right? Well, that was one of my questions. Going back to Steve Jobs, one of the things he always said, like, innovation is not about what you do, but about what you don't do. Were there any things that you said, okay, stop, stay on the vision? Like, yeah, every week. <laughs> okay. You That's know why? Because yeah, sure. though it, it's endless ideas. We did hackathons every quarter. And, and in every hackathon, there were like dozens of great ideas that we say, okay, we wish to implement all of them, but you cannot. Yeah. So what is your, do you have a framework to, to decide what to, what to go for and what not to go for? So in our business, it's, I think the focus is listening to the customers and basically understanding what are the must-have components, features, workflows, they would expect to get from the system. And when I say customers, the employees, the line managers, the C-level, and the HR, it's not only the HR or finance, it's all of them. So I think by listening to customers and understanding what is nice to have and what is must-have, yeah. I think this is, this is number one. And beyond that, you need to have a vision. 
And our vision is, this is why we call it system of relationship. We believe that the future of work will be driven by people. People are the main asset. You spend 85% of your monthly expenses on people, salaries, benefits. If somebody is leaving you, you have a heart attack because he's so critical for the business. Yep. So did you, do you have the platform? Do you have the technology to make sure that you give those, you know, those number one assets in your company the right service and not just tick the box for payroll or ID record? Exactly. It's an opportunity. It is. Yeah, exactly. And especially in the, the market that is coming around the corner right now. So the wisdom that you've created over the last two and a half years and, and where you are right now, what do you advise CEOs or CHROs to do different in terms of their approach to new systems? I think number one, to realize that it is changing. And best practices that were very relevant five years ago or three years ago, very soon they will not be relevant because the profile of employee is really, is really changing. So, so you have to realize this is the reality. You know, people work from home. This is the, it's fact. True. It's not the nine to five at the office. So are you ready to do it? People care about the work-life balance. It's a fact. How do you deal with that? People care about diversity. How do you deal with that? So many things changing. True. So only by admitting and understanding that this is part of reality, then you can act accordingly. Now, Hypop is not, it's not a magic. It's not like you click the button and everybody's happy. No, I hope to be there. It's about empowering the, everybody in the company, the, the employees, the line managers, the HR, the C-level, to have access to tools that were designed in the past only to automate processes for HR and finance. And today, yeah. they should be in, in the flow of work, close to how people manage their people and intuitive insightful so they can make the right decisions when they manage the people. And the other advice is at the end of the day, if you are running a business, a modern business, and the business is driven by people, these are, they are the number one asset. You, they deserve the best technology out there to manage them properly and not only pay all. <laughs> well, apparently, it's hopefully not, not a system that you see a lot, but the rest of it, of course, is. Or not excess spreadsheets, not whatever you call it. Exactly. So what is next for you? What is your greatest aspiration to take the company to in the next two years? So we are a longer thinkers. So we, you know, from, from my seat, we want to make an impact. We want to build the next workday for the M category, the, the fast-growing companies. Yeah. So what, what they did amazingly for enterprise, we would like to be able to be the leading provider in this category. And it's, it's a very complex category to be in because that was, this category was neglected for, for so many years. And I'm not talking about the micro-businesses, you know, the small ones, that, you know, the sub-20 or sub-50 employees. I'm talking about the, the, the ones that are growing from 100 to 2,000 employees. Uh, so it's a long journey. We would like, we invest a lot in, in engineering. And I think there's a great potential 
for somebody to lead the market. Maybe it's not us. We hope it will be us. But the opportunity is so big that we definitely see ourselves as a great player to be in this market. There's enough room for others as well because the market is big. But definitely to set the tone on how it should be designed, developed, and taken to market. Yeah. I mean, you need to have a bold vision. You need to have an aspiration to go for it. And I think you've got all of that in one place. And I think you, you, to be, you have to see it. Yeah. Well, absolutely. We're going to do that. So before we, uh, we, we finish the podcast, where can people find or go to find out more about Hi Bob or Bob uh, yeah, or to so say hi to you? Hi Bob is uh, the name of the company. So it's www.hibob.com, H-I-B-O-B. And the name of the platform is Bob. So online, we have um, sales offices in London, but we sell all over Europe. We have a sales office in New York, and we sell all over the U.S., North America, I would say. And we are selling also in Israel. This is a local uh, you know, uh, environment, neighborhood, call it. And you should talk to customers. You know, the proof is in the pudding. The reason why they buy it, because I'm quoting, it is easy. And it's beautiful to use. These are the two things that we hear again and again and again from customers. It's easy to use and it's beautiful to the eyes. But at the end, it should, it should translate into business results. And I mean, the fact that they are fast-growing companies and, and making those jumps, I mean, that tells enough. That's the, the testimony then to your platform. So thank you very much for this interview. You're welcome. Highly appreciate it, Ronnie. And the pleasure was fully on my side. I learned a great deal from your insights and I hope that the same actually applies to my audience. So for all of you listening, thank you for tuning into this podcast. I had the honor to speak to Ronnie Zehavi, CEO of Highball. The goal of this podcast is to share compelling ideas and showcases to inspire what can be when technology and people blend in the right way. It's my strong belief that too much focus is put on automating people out of a process, in other words, cutting costs, rather than scenarios where the unique strength of people are augmented with technology to change the established rules and to deliver a value that was unimaginable before. So, with this podcast, I want to make a contribution to change this, to create a broader awareness of what can be, to accelerate the adoption by bringing together you, a tribe of like-minded people and organizations, and lastly, to accelerate the initiatives and solutions that could be created because one idea inspires the other. So if you know about stories that are worth sharing, please send me a message. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas and that starts with you. If you want to have more information, read my blogs or obtain information on working with me, just visit me on my website, valueinspiration.com. Thank you for tuning in. And you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast or provide me with your feedback. I'll see you shortly in a new episode. That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware, when your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. 
A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for .com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe.